0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. We are in the middle of a series of getting you set up for the school year and really helping you to make it as successful as possible. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes and please let us know what other topics you'd like to see. We are here to help support you in any way that we can. Today, I wanna share with you what to do the first three weeks with newcomers because I know it can feel really overwhelming. It can feel really Frightening, especially just those first few days of getting things started. And I wanna help alleviate that fear. I want to help take away that stress. And I want you to go into the school year having a plan and knowing confidently what you should be doing with your newcomers the first couple of weeks. So that's what we're gonna dive into today. I'm gonna go through the first three weeks. I'm gonna talk about what to do the first day if you push in or if you have them in your own classroom. I'm gonna give some tips about that. And then I'm also going to share three things that you shouldn't be doing the first three weeks. All right, let's dive in. The first day that you have your newcomers, some things that you really want to be aware of and put on your radar is to one, meet your students at the front door or at the bus. I know that you probably have some that will come through the front door, some that will come on the bus. So you might have to divide your time or get another teacher that can be on the lookout for these newcomer students because that's a very scary time to be walking into a building, not sure where you're supposed to go, not sure how to communicate where your classroom is or who your teacher is. And so we want to be on high alert during that first day to be able to catch those kids and help them get to their classroom safely. So I know that as an ESL teacher, you might not even be seeing your students on the first day. So I'm going to be sensitive to that and kind of give you a few different ideas, whether you get get the opportunity to pull your students or not. But Let's talk about the first day with newcomers. The first thing you want to do is you want to have materials already prepped and ready for those students. I recommend to have a newcomer welcome folder that you've already prepared and that's ready and set up for your students. This is a great way to have resources that if you're pushing in to at least check in, let them know who you are. Give them some tools that are going to help them with the homeroom teacher, and the homeroom teacher knows they have those tools that they can use as well. So you're empowering both the student and the teacher in the homeroom classroom. So get set up a newcomer welcome folder. What would you put in a newcomer welcome folder, you might ask? Well, you're in luck because we have a free one for you because I want every student to have some things available for them on the first day. I truly believe it's a make it or break it. Not that it's going to ruin their career and education if we don't connect with them, but I do think it's a powerful message to send to them that when they come the first day and they see that there's materials ready for them that are appropriate for them, they are going to feel encouraged and welcomed and loved. So we're going to share with you a free newcomer welcome kit. But what's in it are, you know, very simple activities that they can color, that they can express themselves through drawing. There's also some survival cards in there. And this is a great way to just provide students with that visual picture. This is, you know, maybe something that you want to have translated. Also just some ideas for the homeroom teacher so that they're not completely dependent on you to provide the support that that student needs because we know that our newcomers unless you're at a school that has a newcomer center, most of the time the newcomers are in the homeroom class the majority of the day. So there's some materials in there that will help your newcomer teachers. And then there's a week of activities that you can do. And we're gonna talk about that in just a minute, but that first day your real focus should be on smiling, encouraging your students, letting them go through this folder, having materials out, maybe pencils and crayons, and having something, maybe they color a picture of themselves. Um, you just give them a portrait and they are going to color themselves and, or maybe you have a flag that they can color to share about their country. Really keeping it where they're, they don't have to feel the need to talk. They don't feel put on the spot. They are just feeling comfortable and gaining that confidence in being in your classroom or being in the homeroom classroom. When you do icebreaker activities Think about what this looks like for your newcomers. Do not do things where they have to talk, where they have to, you know, things like two truths and a lie. That is super overwhelming for a newcomer or, you know, going around the circle and having to remember everyone's name. Those are things that are going to embarrass those children and those students. And we don't want to do that to them. So I would really look at the activities that you are going to do with them and they're going to do in the homeroom classroom and really encourage teachers to not be putting them on the spot start off with a really simple activity of coloring, share about yourself, share pictures of yourself, share about your dog or your cat or a sport that you like or your kids. That helps them to see that you are a real person, that you are connecting with them. And, you know, for that student who has a dog at home too, or maybe has has left a dog in a in a country that they just came from. They might feel really connected to that and want to share about the dog. And maybe they'll do Google Translate to try to tell you about their dog that they miss. Just those really simple ways where you're showing them who you are helps build connections and bridges. I also encourage you on the first day or in the first couple of days, using books. Read-alouds are such a great activity during the first week and throughout the whole school year. There are so many wonderful, simple books that you can use that are geared towards newcomers, to feel welcomed. We post about this. We'll post a list of different options and different books you can find. But there's books like All Are Welcome Here. I'm New Here is all about English language learners. And so taking time to read the book, go slow, use gestures and really just help them to see the pictures and help the story, the pictures to tell the story. So on that first day, I would do a read aloud of one of those books. And really the main point on the first day and the first couple days is going to help them feel as comfortable as possible. So I like to do activities where I'm really involving them in, in getting set up and getting comfortable in the school and the classroom. So this might look like, you know, walking around the school, doing a tour of the school where you're showing them the picture card that they have in their survival cards, and you're saying the word and you're saying it slowly. And maybe you have them, you bring your iPad with and they translate it on their iPad and just doing a tour of the school, meeting the principal, meeting their their teachers, going slow with that and really helping them build that foundation. I also love if you have devices available, let them create their own project have them take a picture of the pencils and the markers and maybe make a digital dictionary for themselves. And they can write the translation with that picture that they took. So give them a lot of that. You don't have to have everything set up before they start. You want to involve them in a lot of that, you know, having a welcome folder, having that ready to go is going to be crucial for this first couple of days. And then find activities that they can do that are involving them where they're not having to talk, doing things like, you know, creating an interactive bulletin board where they, maybe you have a a map up and you have them draw their flag and color it. Or maybe you have a puzzle. Every student gets a puzzle piece and then it all fits together. Or maybe they're going to translate the word welcome in their home language and, and put that up on a bulletin board. There's so many ways that your students can feel welcomed and accepted without having to be put on the spot and talking. So those are all ideas I would do the first week. Now, moving into your second week of school. This is when I want to encourage you to set up routines. Now, you might think this is out of order. I have to test the students. I need to see where they're at. I really believe that when we test our students too early, before we've built the relationship, before we've created the routines, we are really not seeing the skills and abilities that our students have. Who performs well when they're testing and they don't even know the, the teacher really that's sitting in front of them and wanting to do this? Nobody. I really believe that testing happens best when they are feeling comfortable with you, when you've set things up where they know what to expect. That's when you can really observe and check in on where they're at. So I want to encourage you for week two to still push off the testing and really set up the routines inside the welcome folder. If you download it again, it's free. It's there for you to use. We have a whole week of activities. And these are the types of routines that I'm starting with, uh, that I'm talking about. And so building right away from the start of the year week, you know, that second week of school, after you, you've gotten to know them, you're still going to prioritize getting to know your students, but now you're going to want to start building those routines and setting up the structure of how the year is going to go. So on Monday, when they come into class, you're going to share the six vocabulary words they're going to be learning that week. And if it's newcomers, you're going to be focusing on classroom vocabulary, things that they need to begin to learn in order to survive school. So things like teacher, students, notebook, pencil, those types of things, those six vocabulary cards, you're going to show them. You're going to have them repeat them. You can come up with some gestures with them. You might have them translate for you what that word is in their native language. You're going to have fun with those six vocabulary words, and you're going to go over those six vocabulary words every day. Now, that first day, you're going to read those six vocabulary words in context. So now they're hearing, they're building listening comprehension. That's routine one. Now, the second day they come in and you're going to review those words and you're gonna see if they can point to those words. So it's all about just interacting and using these words in their surrounding. And now you're gonna introduce a grammar skill. So this grammar skill for the first week would be how to greet somebody, how to say hello, how to say goodbye. Now with newcomers, they might not be, they might not feel comfortable repeating yet. That's totally okay. They might not want to say anything, but they can hear it, they can listen, and for those who are ready, let them role play it. Let them see you in a group. You're probably going to have some that are ready to do that, or maybe have a little bit more English background. And so never push a student in these beginning days, let them just soak it in, take it in. And when they're ready, they'll, they'll let you know. That's day two routine is really focusing on a grammar skill, especially one that's going to help them to begin to acclimate quickly to their environment. Day three encourage speaking through games. Don't make, again, don't force anybody, but just create a simple game, a simple way that they can work on, you know, the greetings or using the vocabulary. Day four, work on a simple reading. Reread the story from Monday and have them, um, you know, point to the words as they read. This is where you can work on directionality. This is where you can work on looking at the picture, identifying the word, the vocabulary word that they learned about earlier in the week. Again, it's all repetitive. We want to build those skills. We want them to have multiple opportunities to hear the words that they're working on. And then day five, they're going to do a quick writing for a newcomer. This might look like tracing. This might look like copying and that's okay. That's appropriate, but you're building a routine where now the students, if you do this for even a couple weeks, they're going to come in ready to work. They're going to come in knowing exactly what they need to do and what's expected of them. So that's why I encourage you by week two, start setting up this routine and stick to it. And you're going to see how powerful it is when they know what to expect. Now, once you get this routine set up and running smoothly, and if you're in, if you're only see your newcomers, maybe three times a week, then just adjust it a little bit. Maybe you see them for a longer amount of time so you can do fit more of those things in one hour than if you see them for maybe half an hour a day. So you know what's best. And now for the third week, once you have the routine, you're going to keep that routine going and now is your opportunity to begin assessing. And by assessing, I don't mean doing all the grade level assessments and and just overwhelming them with assessment after assessment after assessment. We don't want to do that. Use an assessment that's going to give you the information you're looking for. Use a quick check-in to see where they're at at the beginning of the year. That might look like doing, you know, a letters and sounds assessment. That might look like doing a listening assessment, a speaking assessment. For the reading part, like I said, a letters and sounds, or if you think they're further along than that, maybe doing a CVC activity. And then just kind of keep if they're if they're if they can read CVC words okay then go into the next skill, but you don't want to give them these long assessments that leave them discouraged and that really aren't showing you what you're looking for. So define as you go into your assessments what is it that will help you have a good benchmark of where they're at at the beginning of the year and will help you plan your lessons for the next couple weeks. Now I know this might cause some arguments with teachers of you know they need to do the the second grade assessment we need to know where over there at. Okay, give them a little bit, but don't don't bombard them with multiple pages of assessments when you know that that's not the appropriate level for them. Simplify it, try to figure out what's the most important thing that you can see if they know it or not. If they do great on it, great, give them more of the assessment. If it's really confusing for them and you can tell that they are not at that level yet, then don't waste your time. So by week three, you're going to continue with that same routine of the vocabulary, the story, the grammar, the speaking, the reading, the writing, doing the same vocabulary and skills throughout the week so that it's building on each other. And then you're going to find those moments where you can do short, quick assessments. I recommend to assess one-on-one at this point of the year. I know if you have a large caseload, that might be difficult. Now the other thing is, I know sometimes right away you're not able to meet with kids yet. So if you are a teacher that you're not with your students the first couple of weeks because you're testing and you're scheduling and you're grouping, I would still try to encourage your teachers and see if you're able to pull your students even for just a little bit, even if you don't know exactly what language level they're at yet or exactly you know what groups you're going to have yet. Sometimes that takes so long to get the schedule. And to get the groups together that we waste a lot of that crucial time of the year when it's about building relationships and connecting with these students. So if you're someone that you usually don't get to see your students for, you know, three or four weeks, see if you can find a time with the grade, each grade level that you're working with where you can pull different groups of students if you know, okay, I think these students probably, I know for sure these are newcomers, so I'm going to pull all of the newcomers in second grade. Even if it's just once a week that you can begin to build that connection and begin to show them, you know, materials you're using and begin to set up routines, all those things, it's going to be helpful. If a month has already gone into school and they've gotten, you know, Set up in the classroom, but they haven't really built any relationship and connection with you. It then takes more time a month in to kind of set up your own routine, especially if it's different than what's happening in the classroom. So, I want to encourage you to try to advocate for that time with your students so you can have that time to get to know them, observe them, write down what you're seeing. You know, think through different groups and what would work best for your schedule, for what you're trying to accomplish with your students and the time that you have, and have those conversations with the homeroom teacher. I want to talk about three things not to do the first three weeks. And I hit on most of these things, but just to reiterate them one is to not assess them with grade level assessments, wait on those, especially when we're speaking about newcomers. It's that's not appropriate for them. It's a waste of time. It's overwhelming for them. They've already probably had a screener when they came into the school. So don't do that to them. Number two, don't put them on the spot. When we're working with newcomers, we need to be sensitive to the silent period and sensitive to the risk and fear and anxiety that comes with speaking a new language, especially when you're in a mixed group of peers and all the other students are proficient. That's very overwhelming and that's very scary. So please encourage your homeroom teachers that you're working with as well to not do activities that are going to put your students, your newcomers on the spot, unless they choose to speak up themselves, that they need to be really mindful of that. And then number three, don't push reading. There's a sentiment that I'm gathering, that I'm seeing, that I'm hearing, um, that I'm reading, that just this, you know, I'm a fan of science of reading, but I feel like it's taken on this kind of crazy mindset that we must do phonics right away and this is the most important thing and now every, you know, all it matters is that we do phonics and, and I, if that's the situation you're in in your school, I want you to really take a breath and advocate for what your newcomers need. They do not need phonics in the first three weeks of school. I would even say, and this might be controversial, but I would say that they don't even need phonics the first three months of school. I say this because I'm looking and observing and researching of what is it that our students need when they're reading. So when we have newcomers who are coming in, trying to read right away, but they don't have the vocabulary, it's really wasteful of their time. They need vocabulary. They need, if they can sound out cat, but they don't know what a cat is, then really it's just. They're sounding out things without any comprehension and any, they just don't have that. So we need to spend the first couple weeks, months, really building up the foundation of English language. We need to build up their vocabulary word bank. And then they'll start be able to understand the sounds and blending and doing those things. But if we don't give them the time and space to build up the vocabulary, it's really not a helpful process. That can be done naturally as you're doing your routine that I shared. You can be pointing out bus. Bus starts with b. You can be highlighting the letters and the sounds. But learning phonics and learning reading as a newcomer should not overtake building foundational skills in English. There are a lot of different things that you can do during the first couple weeks with newcomers. But the most important things are to keep it simple. Smile. And help them feel welcomed. If you do those three things, your year is going to be successful, I promise you. Now, if you are feeling overwhelmed with supporting newcomers, we have got you covered. Come join us inside Equipping ELLs, where we literally give you everything you need for K-12 through newcomers, along with guidance on how to get it set up. We will provide you with the assessments, and we've recently added some quarterly goals so you know exactly what to target each quarter by grade level and language level, and have the resource right there to just print and teach. We are really trying to take out all of the additional planning and work that you have to do and doing it all for you. I mean, just take a minute to imagine how different your year would be if you have one place to find all the materials you need to successfully and easily teach your newcomers. We have icebreakers, we have we have everything. Just come join us inside equipping LLs. If you have any questions or if we can help support you in any other way, please let us know. Thanks for joining us. And I will be back again next week with a new episode. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then. Take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.